This is this is Technologies Employee Podcast. Podcast. Plugged in. This is plugged in. Plugged in. Plugged in. Plugged in. Hi, and welcome back to Plugged In. Today's episode is designed to highlight some of the exciting enhancements that are going to be happening to the apprenticeship program beginning as early as next month. Joining us, we have Director of Apprenticeship, Lindsay Derentius, here to share a little bit more about what's changing and why. Welcome, Lindsay. Thank you. So as I mentioned, you were able to share a little bit more during the August M3 about the enhancements that are coming. We want to kind of recap some of those and then really dive into more of the questions that you and your team have been getting surrounding some of the changes that are going to be coming and how that's really going to impact employees. Before we do so, I want to make sure that our listeners have a little bit of background on you. So what we typically do is have our guest speakers go through and tell us a little bit about themselves and their time and their roles held with faith. Okay. I have been with Faith since 2011, Um, so I've been working with the apprenticeship program now for coming up on nine years. I came into the company as the apprenticeship coordinator, and as the program grew and the talent development team grew, I've grown my career with the company. I've seen the program at a very early stage of having just a handful of employees in it and now growing to over 800. It's a lot of exciting changes. Uh, that we've been able to make, and these are some very impactful changes that we can make to our apprenticeship program to improve the quality of training. So why don't we get started and have you talk through, just on a high level, some of the changes that are going to be implemented beginning next month. Absolutely. So the changes that we're looking to make help standardize training, place a greater emphasis on hands-on content for our apprentices. So starting in the fall or next month, first-year apprentices will come together um, at their regional training location, and they'll be completing their general studies requirements before beginning their specialized tracks. Those specialized tracks um, starting in their second year They'll identify if they want to move into an electrical training track or an EST or specialty systems training track. Moving away from our NCCR accreditation and the Department of Labor Registration will really increase the flexibility of the training experience. So it gives faith control over our curriculum, um, our testing, the labs that we perform so we can make them very applicable to what our apprentices need to know to be successful. So you mentioned that we are moving away from an accredited program. So can you talk about how that changes the day-to-day for the apprentices that are already in the program currently? Absolutely. The apprentices in the program today, they see very specific tests and labs that are not designed by faith. Um, They're designed by the accreditation company, NCCER. So moving away from NCCER allows us to design our own content. We can incorporate topics that are specific to faith, some of our specific strategies or key differentiators, such as accelerate or logistics, um, more of a focus on safety that aren't currently in that curriculum. It also allows us the opportunity to spend more time in the lab with hands-on learning as opposed to spending a required number of hours in a classroom with PowerPoints. Similarly, you also mentioned that we're moving away from being a registered program. So (laughs) what what changes can employees expect to see as a result of that change? Uh, The changes that you can expect to see moving away from the Department of Labor registration are related to program duration, 
our on-the-job learning hours and online learning. So with program duration, we have historically been held firm to a at least a four-year classroom program and 8,000 on-the-job learning hours, where we often find that apprentices are completed with their training uh, before they've completed this hours requirement. It's holding them back from becoming journeymen when we know that they can, that they're eligible and they're performing as a journeyman. So moving away from Department of Labor allows us to reclassify apprentices to journeymen when we know that they're performing that way. It allows us to move away from this on-the-job learning hour system, which is essentially apprentices tracking their time twice, once through the time card and once through this online system. And then it allows us to it positions us to incorporate online training, knowing that our apprentices are spread across the country. Sounds like some really neat opportunities for employees or apprentices, excuse me. You touched on this already, but I just want to make, sh- make this extra clear. How, does, how do these changes to the program impact an apprentice's ability to earn their journeyman license? The changes really don't impact their ability to earn their journeyman license. The journeyman license is contingent on the employee achieving a certain number of hours in the field, often 8,000. That includes hours worked as a helper. It includes any hours worked with previous employers. So the apprentice is typically eligible to take their journeyman test and earn their license before they're completed with a Department of Labor registered apprenticeship program. Moving away from that Department of Labor registration will allow us to honor that, recognize that apprentice as a journeyman when they get their license, as opposed to holding them back in the system um, as an apprentice. And this does not affect their wage scale at all either, correct? The move away from accreditation and registration doesn't impact the wage scale. Um, I always encourage an apprentice, if they have questions about their wages, they should reach out to their workforce manager, their talent business partner, because faith is merit-based, and um, those are the individuals that are going to be making those decisions about wages. So I think that covers the majority of the changes to, to come as it relates to the apprenticeship program, but are there any other you know key areas that we might want to highlight or any other messages related to Faith Technologies University, anything that we want to share With the hiring of our president of FTU, Vance Bryson, we've been able to expedite a lot of ideas that we have um, to grow Faith Technologies University. And one of the most exciting things that I can think of is the opportunities we have to work with our local and regional colleges and universities to get our employees access to resources that we may not otherwise have, Um, things such as easier access to obtain a bachelor's degree in engineer, electrical engineering or um, training in project management or other areas that are valuable to our business or that we have career paths in. Great. That's fantastic. These sound like awesome changes to the apprenticeship program. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much for coming in today, Lindsay. Thank you. Thank you, everyone, for joining us. We hope you found this information on the Apprenticeship 2.0 program helpful. And remember, you can add Plugged In to your mobile device. Just head out to the podcast section on the Employee Portal homepage or click on the link in the description of this episode for instructions. 
If you have any comments or questions about this episode or suggestions for future topics, please reach out to us at communications at faithtechnologies.com and we'll see you next time. Plugged in.